It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the opening bell of the NFL Stock Exchange Podcast. I'm Trevor Sikma. That is Connor Rogers. Joining you guys once again live and in person for an in-person mock draft here at Radio Row, Las Vegas, Nevada, for Super Bowl Media Week. Connor, my friend, there's a lot going on here. This, I know you've done this before. This is my first time. Pretty overwhelming with all the people that are here, it but is. it's good to see you, my friends. Good to be talking draft with you It's again. great to see you. Long time no see. Yeah. It, it is truly <laughs> madness here. Like, you just... Walking one way, and then like the rock is being chased after it's by, true. by 30 this people. Is true. It's true. You're just with like, 30 what? people, you were one of them, right? Yeah, no, 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 no. I just <laughs> snuck into a selfie with him. Never, yeah. never that. No, it's awesome, man. This is it's a great environment, a lot of energy. Uh, this is my fifth day in Vegas. I'm I'm holding on for dear life. How long are you yeah. here for? One more day. Okay, right. You're okay. All right. All right. No, I'm actually doing well. You're all holding up. Consider Emmett Smith said. You, I think he said you could look worse. <laughs> Or something like that. <laughs> something like that. And just said, you guys need to get out of here to all three of us on the and, happy hour and you, and you know what? He's not wrong. No, no I said, wrong. Emmett, I'm, I'm begging. I you, was like, I, I need a chopper. And you've had, look, Vegas, it's easy to have exciting weeks. It really is. For anybody that hasn't been there, you need to get here. But, like, your week has been packed because you've been on the NBC desk all week. And then you went to Vegas Golden Knights, Edmonton Oilers game. Yeah, streaks over. And then you went to... A concert in the Sphere. Yeah, the Sphere. Wild show. The Sphere is unlike anything. I, it did live up you're to on the a media, You're on a media tour yourself. I kind of am, low-key. <laughs> I'm just trying to enjoy as much of this as I can. Yeah. And then I'll go home and like actually be a human being again. Yeah. For Super a great, week's fun, man. For like a week and a half, and then we got Combine. And then and we're back we at the Combine, and we'll be doing this again. And then we will be doing this again. All things considered, I'm sure you probably feel the same way, Combine's my favorite event. Without question. Super Bowl, yes. it's fun. Like There's so many people around here. The guests are great. The people are great. We were lucky enough we get to do this. Yep. But the Combine, everyone that's here, it's like their brain flips over to the draft. Yes. And it's such a great environment. I was just talking about that with Brad Spielberger this morning. Is This is a fun event, but there's a lot of different stuff that's going on. Obviously, there's the game on Sunday, but a lot of what happens at Media Week isn't even about the game that's going on it's on Sunday. It's just like crazy yeah. media stuff. When you go to the Combine, obviously people who listen to this podcast, it's draft-centric, right? And right. it's kind of like our wheelhouse, our bread and butter. And like when you go out to people and you have conversation with people, everything starts with something about the draft. So I agree exactly. with you. I, uh, I love the combine as well. Well, today we're keeping it draft-centric. We're bringing draft topics here to, uh, to Super Bowl Media Week. And we are looking at Lance Zierlein's 
Mock Draft 1.0. Lance, good friend of the show. Lance we've is had the man. we've had him on a couple of times before. I believe he's made a couple of guest mock draft picks for us in our guest mock draft series. When we did that two years ago. Over the years, yes. Uh, we got to see Lance at the senior bowl on the field. Yes. He's one of the best people you could just chat Lance is with. awesome. He, he is truly one of the best people in the industry. So Works for NFL Network, NFL.com. That's where you can go read the mock draft. We're going to be go over, going over it on this show, but of course, go check it out. Give Lance the clicks. He absolutely deserves it. One He's of the good fearless. guys in the business. Uh, like when he writes his takes, and, and it's Lance. I'm going to be honest. I got five picks into this mock yep. draft, and I texted Connor. I was like, this is what we're doing for the show. Got so I have it. not seen picks five through right. 32 or whatever it is. Naturally. 100%. Yep. 100%. So we're on, clear. we're on the same page here. I actually texted Lance because I was like, you want to come on the show and talk about your mock draft, but he's actually not here. He's not here this week. We have to catch up with him. Maybe we'll do said, something with him. This? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, no, that was my dad who said that. Um, <laughs> oh, all right. So, okay. Let's. Uh, oh, before we get into this, I do have a story that's for the podcast. But I mean, to ask you, like, I want to know about your week. I don't care about me going to the hockey game or the sphere. Like, I've seen you for an hour this week. This is true. I spent my this whole life with you last week. I was, and you're like 25 feet away. Like, the set's 25 yeah. feet away. I text you, I go, Where are you? And you just sent a picture of me. <laughs> I was like, like a true stalker. Yes. So, okay. Um, one, got to talk with Spencer Rattler, South Carolina quarterback, MVP of the Senior Bowl. That's and right. uh, he was awesome. Really good dude. Really down to earth dude. Um, we'll probably have some shorts on that here on the on the channel that you guys will get to see some of the questions that I asked him. But you never know who you're going to run into here at, uh, at Super Bowl Media Week. So I'm standing kind of off to the side of the table. I think Sam and Steve are recording something here on the set. And... Um, and somebody comes up to me, taps me on the shoulder, and I look over, and it's Michael Wilson. Anybody who listened to the show last year knows the special connection yes. this show has with Arizona Cardinals wide receiver Michael Wilson. And he came up to me, he's like, dude, I just wanted to meet you. Like, I kind of have been following your stuff. Wild. I recognize you. He's like, I know that you were caping for me during the draft process and everything. So, Michael Wilson follower and addict of the pod a true uh celebrity addict i uh, guess we can call it dude. i don't know what like just he awesome. was he was also a really cool man That's i asked great, him about man. his first year obviously a great rookie year i asked him like hey how's the health everything going on he's like dude i'm all good to go had a good rookie year can't wait to kind of hit did. the ground running with kyler next year he spoke very highly of the front office and the coaching staff and he said you know from what i heard it wasn't so great before this current regime that's in there. And he's like, that's not the case now. You got a lot of the right people in there. So Cardinals fans, I know you listen to this podcast. For Michael Wilson himself, he's very excited about what we got moving forward. But that was really cool, man. Just to talk about that, to, to talk about him so much, for him to be like one of my guys, then Dude, to get to meet him in person. You deserve that. So, you deserve, well, thank you. you, deserve thank that you. I really do. I'm it's been tough for me. I really, <laughs> I really do deserve this. Thank I'm you. I'm glad he appreciates that. It's cool to hear. And uh, you should have, like when you did your sign off, you should have kind of like gave him the slap and been like you and marv are going to be dynamic together and just walk away oh. yeah he probably he probably feels it i should have yeah he probably feels it we, you look we exchange contact information i'll hit him up you know if maserati marv becomes yeah, a yeah, teammate yeah, yeah. i'll hit him up and see and, and see what his reaction is so hey let's get into this yeah. mock draft though i really want to start and get into it like we said we got to the first five picks and we got to pick five and they were like all right we got to talk about this here yeah. in the podcast one chalk it's Caleb Williams to the Chicago Bears it feels like this is truly getting to the consensus and yeah, we're the, de there. the debate for a while has been do you go Drake May do you go Caleb Williams this mock draft and we'll get to this in a second is the first time it's like it's been okay the debate between Jaden Daniels and Drake May seems to be a lot closer than Drake made to Caleb Williams because at pick number two the Washington Commanders Lance does have 
them taking Jaden Daniels as the second quarterback off the board. What do you think? Man, it's a it's a big surprise, right? We've just been uh, kind of well-oiled at this point that it's Drake May number two. Right. The commanders need a quarterback. It'll be interesting to see who Adam Peters values skill set-wise because Jaden is an electric dual-threat player. Yep. I think Drake May, I don't think. I know Drake May is a bigger player. I think he's able to withstand more hits. I think he's a little bit more accurate, in my opinion. Not that Jaden's not accurate, but I think right. that uh, what Drake was able to do at all three levels of the field as a passer, I like better, but there's just no denying how much more of a dynamic electric runner Jaden Daniels is and how much that matters in today's game. Yeah, I'll talk a little bit more about May when we get to May's selection because it's a fun one uh, in this mock draft, but just for Jaden specifically, I do feel as though, and Lance notes this here in the mock draft, the draft's top dual threat quarterback. And I think that means a lot because in today's game, you see a lot of offensive coordinators being very willing to get their quarterback involved in the run game and put stress on the defense as yep. much as possible. You know, Going back to my conversation that I was having with, with Michael Wilson, he was talking with me about Kyler Murray and he's like, look, we are kind of a run first team and Kyler is an element of that. Like it allows us to yeah. establish our identity. And so when you have a quarterback who can not only, I think when we talk about mobility, sometimes we think just escapability, scramble ability. Yeah. yeah, those almost just like scramble drill plays, but it's more than that. He's when, a runner. When you have this kind of ability, you can throw a lot of RPOs in there. All of yep. a sudden, play action boots become a lot more dangerous to cover. And so I, I get why teams really love Jaden Daniels. And when we started to see him more in the top five, it was vindicating from what we believed of him. But man, I just him as QB2. Hadn't seen That's that a big yet. Difference. I have not seen that yet. No, so. and you know what? They hired Cliff Kingsbury. So they did. Yeah. He's gonna be a big part of that process because their head coach and Dan Quinn is a defensive guy. Not that Quinn's not involved in the process. Ultimately it's Peter's pick. So we'll see. You gotta realize Peters was a big part of the regime that moved up for Trey Lance. There might be yeah. a value of mobility. We don't know, and that didn't work. So did, is right. that going to change his tactics right. of drafting a quarterback? These are all things we don't know because he's never been the guy yep. anywhere. Uh, it would surprise me if we get to the draft and Drake May, it's Jaden Daniels over Drake May at two. Yeah. But I'll say this, I, I shouldn't always use big surprise because Lance is, he's a plugged in guy. Very. And his mock drafts mean a lot. Yeah. Number three, we don't go quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Yeah. He has the New England Patriots taking Marvin Harrison Jr., so I don't get to text Michael Wilson and say, hey, congrats on getting Maserati no. Marv. We'll get to that in a second. But I, I, do we, I was having this conversation with Stephen Sam from the PFF pod not too long ago. We talk about how great Marvin Harrison Jr. is, and he is. I mean, he is an incredible dynamic weapon. But when you look at the way the Patriots are currently set up on offense, they can't go into next year with Mac Jones as their starting quarterback or Bailey Zappi. It's you, hard to you picture can. Mac being there. And basically, I don't think from everything, from the things that we have learned kind of around here from about Baker Mayfield, it does not sound like he's getting out of Tampa. I would be surprised. So who's the other option? What are you really signing Kirk? He's not going there. You really signing Kirk to this team? Really shocked if Kirk Cousins goes there. So I understand that Gerard Mayo is somebody who is like, all right, I don't want to force it. My first time as head coach, and he's we're working with Elliot Wolf as well, who's still in charge and was yeah, I'm a GM. Right, and I think isn't Wolf going to be like the de facto GM? I think that's well, what head, a lot of people head think. decision maker, but whatever. It's a lot of the same regime. Can you really 
nitpick Drake May that much no, you can't. to not take him at three, have to I take feel like three. you can. You have to take him at three. I agree. There's just no way around it. I agree with one. you. But they get Marvin Harrison, obviously, he's a phenomenal player. This one I, I do want to talk with you about because Arizona Cardinals is number four. They do get a wide receiver. It's wide receiver two off the board. That is Romo Dunze. You had the chance to sit down with him here at Super Bowl Media Week when you were doing your thing for NBC. What would you think of Rome getting to meet him in person? I love talking to Romo Dunze, man. It all makes sense when you watch a guy that we like the summer scouting tape a lot, Yep. but we knew there were things he had to work on, and he hit the contested catch rate, the way it went up and everything, and you ask him, you hear about him working out with the basketball team, doing rebounding drills, the work ethic, the toughness. We asked him about the injuries he dealt with this year where he couldn't fly home with the team. He had to drive home with the team. His response is, I love that aspect of football. Like it's a game where pain tolerance and playing through things is a big part of it. And he loves it. And he's a professional. He's incredibly talented. You could see how highly competitive he is. His rapport with his quarterback, Michael Penix, they're both here. Yeah. Rome is, it's hard to see a world where Rome just isn't a really good NFL player. I mean, it's all put together there. And he's, the work ethic is what stands out to me, Trevor. Like, he just keeps getting better. And his mindset, he's so driven that he's going really, really early. How about the player comparison, though, from Lance in this? My confro Dunze is Larry Fitzgerald. Cardinals fans probably enjoyed seeing that. Damn. Yeah. That's high praise, man. I mean, Fitzgerald, one of the best Hall of Fame type of player, no question about it. You know what's funny? Not yeah. to cut you off. No, R- go ahead. Rome's uh, favorite player he liked talking about, Devin Hester. Whoa. Hey, right? You don't expect that. He, he talked about like the different release packages of Devontae and what he studies, but just as a fan, as a kid, yeah. he was really big Devin Hester guy. And he said he was obsessed with what he could do with the ball in his hands. Man. Yeah. You like hearing that. I cool. mean, like, you, you really you, like hearing that. You get that. the same answer every time. Devontae Adams, you know, maybe now Jamar Chase will be talked about a lot. But right, go, right. The Devin Hester answer was cool. No, it was, I mean, it's great because we boast we boast for Romo Dunze the athletic ability that he has as an after-catch type of wide receiver, and you don't think that with a guy who's 6'3", 215 yeah. pounds. And for him to go like, yeah, I love Devin, it makes a lot of sense when the ball gets in his hand, he immediately flips the switch, and he's like, okay, now I'm a playmaker. Right. Like, I'm not just a pass catcher, now I'm a playmaker. And so, you know, I've had some people comment sections, Twitter, Instagram have hit me up and been like, hey, like, I'm starting to see a lot more people with Rome as that wide receiver too, and I feel like we tried to tell people that this is absolutely plausible and even though I have neighbors as wide receiver too, Me too. it's not it's hard to say that it's wrong right but just because no. these two guys are they're so, so different good they're and, so but they're, different. and they're so talented so yeah. I have no I really don't have any problem with Rome going as wide receiver too they want, I would have picked a different receiver, but it's, yeah. you're not going to hear me go like, oh, we got to criticize this or bring the grade down for any reason. No, without a doubt. And then after that, we get the Woo! the big one in this, a this, trade. This was the showstopper. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I just picked up. I just peaked at six, and I hadn't seen six yet, and I, yeah. I can't wait to talk about it. So, um, number five, though, it's the Atlanta Falcons trading up to number five with the Chargers. So, the Chargers move back just three picks. Falcons pop up. They get Drake May, so they trade up to go get a quarterback, and this is another situation, sort of like the New England Patriots, where we go, you can't go into the year with Desmond Ritter. You can't. You, you can't cannot. go in with Taylor Heineke, like a, a stopgap quarterback. You already did that last year. Right. So this is the team that you and I have talked about before. This is desperation hours for them in the draft. It's not going to be desperation hours, I don't think, in free agency. A move like this is plausible, although I don't think that Drake is going to make it to number five. 
just what do you think about the Falcons being the aggressive team to move up here? Well, I love it. If May really fell down the board, it would be a home run. Call, call and pay the price. I mean, call and pay the price. Yes. And in this situation, they do that with a team in the Chargers that already has their guy. The Chargers moving back. I like both ends of this trade. The Chargers moving back a little bit, getting more draft assets sure. is, is a great strategy for them. Yep. For the Falcons, you have to do this. Now, we do wonder how plausible this scenario is, and it makes you wonder if the Falcons don't go into free agency with a guy, which is hard to do, and they get stuck at eight and the three quarterbacks go, are they going to tap into that next market of Knicks, Penix, McCarthy? But this is a dream scenario for them. 100%. Where if I just, it's hard for me to wrap my head around those three quarterbacks not going in the top three picks. Yeah. So, you know, when I saw this pick in the mock, I ended up doing an article for PFF.com just reviewing the things that Drake has done over the last two years and specifically something I highlighted because we've talked a lot about the stable metrics you know his passing grade from a clean pocket standard dropbacks things like that very good in all early down situations grades very very well for us he's in the 80th or 90th percentile as a passer over the last two years which larger sample size the PFF grades mean more when you can have more sample size right. to choose from because it shows that it's more of a stable grade a stable metric but that the area that I love the most about Drake May is he is a comfortable experienced over the middle passer you know and it's not that Caleb Williams and, and Jaden Daniels never throw over the middle of the field but I went back and I looked specifically throws from 10 to 20 yards past the line of scrimmage which is kind of like that key area where oh, yeah. if you can stress this area of the field you're putting a lot of work and a lot of pressure at the linebacker level yep. and what a team can do with their safeties and that yep. ultimately judges how much pressure you could bring to the pocket, what you do with the corners. If you could attack the middle of the field consistently, you really put pressure on a defense. Drake May, most pass uh, between him and the other three quarterbacks, most passing attempts over that part of the field, most big-time throws, lowest turnover-worthy play percentage, basically the same quarterback rating, air yardage, uh, adjusted completion percentage, and he's the one who has the bigger throws, the lower turnover-worthy plays, and the more experience in that area. To me, it's just... Look, crazy things happen in the NFL draft. He could never get past five. Like five is to me the ultimate floor for Drake May I, for, I a, for a situation exactly like this. I hadn't seen it yet, but I cannot imagine him having a flaw more than this. Neither can I. And all the things you mentioned is why we haven't ranked quarterbacks yet. Yeah. There's a world to me oh, it's coming, that folks. he's the most intriguing one in the class. I don't know how I'll end up stacking it with him and Caleb, mm -hmm. but he's younger than Jaden Daniels, and I think he yep. does a lot of things better than Jaden Daniels where, I mean, he's he's more in play to be the top quarterback to me than the number three quarterback to me, if that makes sense. So I, I would have totally agreed with you like a week ago, and yep. now it feels like that might not be the case because Lance saying this, he's not the only one who said it. You know, we've talked to people, we talked to people in Mobile even a little yeah. bit where it's like, Hey, some people love May, but some people, okay, maybe not as hot. Maybe not, maybe didn't think that what they saw from the hype is what we saw from his tape this past sure. year. So, I don't know. I don't know. It, 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 well, I'm excited to get the quarterbacks. Great really move to, for Atlanta, though. To, to, yeah, to take a deep dive. New York Giants. Maybe the biggest surprise? Talize right? Fuaga, baby. Let's First tackle off go. The First tackle off the board. Now, look. We love Talise Fuaga on this podcast. We do. Both of us have Joe Alt as offensive tackle one, and so both of us would probably go all. I don't want to speak for you, but I think we've done that before. Go yes, all here would. at number six. But the love that we're getting for this dude 
in the same tier as Joe Walt and as Olu Fashanu. I love that Fuaga's getting his respect, especially coming off of a Mobile performance. Yeah, I mean, it feels like Fuaga, you know, coming off the, yeah, like you said, coming off the Senior Bowl, like everybody's crunk off Fuaga right now. Everybody just saw him out there, and they're like, yep, 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 what yep. What was the word? Crunk, crunk? off crunk off the Senior Bowl. Okay, all right. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure yeah. that's the word that we got in That there. is absolutely okay. how we're describing this, where <laughs> I think it'll wear off after the Combine, and we'll get back to all in Fashanu again. <laughs> but... <laughs> But, man, good for him, though, because this is somebody that for the longest time felt like just a dude at the end of the first round, and everybody got to see physically how imposing he is in Mobile. Yep. And that I, I like that Lance highlights his pass protection in the blurb of this because so many people think Fuaga can't play tackle, and I, I'm just not there. I think he has shortcomings at times pass protecting, but yeah. all college tackles do. Yeah. I, I, I think this is a good highlight that – Nobody is higher on Fuaga in the draft circle than the actual league right now. Like, it just, it has taken a shape of its own. I love it. It I really love it, has. It feel, we've been talking about this guy since October, and we've been talking about how much fun he is and how much we still believe that he could play tackle. And I, I love the fact that uh, the intel that we're getting from the league seems like they're going to think that as well. He's going to get that chance to play a tackle. Because we've talked about this too. Is he going to be a Peter Skaronsky type of a player? And Skaronsky right. did not get that chance. No, and that's they just all, threw him at that, guard. And that's all we really want. Like, okay, if, if Waga's best spot is at guard ultimately, fine. But you let him fail at tackle first. Like, give him the chance. And I, I just don't agree with the Titans – just immediately kicking uh, Peter Skaronsky inside, which, speaking of the Titans, they go Joe Alt at number seven, oh, so man. another great offensive line Skronsky, pick. Skaronsky, you're staying home, buddy. Dude, well, I mean, and that's the left side of the offensive line is D2 Mighty Ducks, the Bash Brothers. What I mean, like they're dreams gonna, are made of. Yeah, that's going to be that's gonna be absolutely beautiful. We love the offensive line pick for the Titans. Is Tennessee the most predictable team in the top ten outside of the quarterback scenarios? They should be. I, I just feel like it's whoever the top tackle is to you, write them for Tennessee. But I also didn't think they'd get rid of Mike Vrabel. Good point. So We, we don't know enough about Rand yet. Right, right. So I think this is a big-time draft where we're going to see – Ran Carthens fingerprints all over it to where we can start to be like, okay, this is the type of kind of GM that you are. This is what you gravitate towards. This is where we're going. To. This next one is now becoming a trend. It's not a blip. I know, anymore. man. Terion Arnold, eighth to the Chargers. Eighth overall. Mr. Top 10, Terion Arnold. So, Daniel Jeremiah, we went over his um, first round mock draft not too long ago here on this show. He releases top 50. Arnold was, what, top 10 to be safe. I can't remember exactly where he was, but had him as CB1. Yeah. Going eight fifth to the Chargers. Yeah, he did go five yeah. to the Chargers. And now he goes eight to the Chargers. And doesn't DJ have good Chargers connections? Worked with uh, Portis in Baltimore. Mm, very interesting. I, man, they need, Could they be need a smokescreen. They need a corner. There's no doubt about it. I think Jim Harbaugh coming in, obviously, he's going to have a big say in what happens on draft day. But he has them going Terry on Arnold as the first corner off the board. Chicago Bears in number nine. It's basically. When you read mock drafts, Chicago's either Romo Dunze or Malik Neighbors. Which yeah. one is still left amongst yeah. those two guys? And they do end up getting Malik Neighbors and Neighbors and uh, DJ Moore. Oh. It, it feels Miami-ish in terms of how you build an offense. You just got these two Ooh. high flyers that yeah. create all this space, and you, they stress you so much underneath, but then they stress you so much vertically. Yeah, where your head's just spinning. I'm obsessed with Neighbors going to Chicago. Yeah, every time I do any Chicago media. I'm like, I just want, I need this to happen for my own entertainment. That's, I mean, I think that it would be. With Shane Waldron, 
who really knew how to use Lockett and Metcalf, Dude, two did, guys that could stress the field. Did you see the Jackson Smith and Jaywood clip that was going around this week? No. You didn't see this? No. Oh, no. So I've just been at the sphere for 14 hours. <laughs> it's very hard to get out. <laughs> It's very hard I, to saw the, I saw the guy climbed up to the top of it I've yesterday. This, yes. And there's like video of it. I almost texted you. I was like, oh, you made it. Yeah. Like you made it to the sphere. Nice. Drop down. Yeah. Like a little parachute. <laughs> I take off this jacket over right my head like Link in Zelda. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, JSN. So, I, like, JSN, Seattle Seahawks wide receiver. So, we worked with Shane Waldron in this past year. He was doing interviews around here, and one of the shows, I think it was like a Chicago show, and they're like, oh, like, what do you think of like Shane Waldron? And he's like, uh, and then he like looks at the host and he goes, is this live? And the host is like, yeah, this is live. And he's like, uh, yeah, I mean, love him. Shane's a, Shane's a, he's a great dude. He's oh, a great no. guy. And people were like, oh no. Wow. But I think a couple of, I think a couple of Seahawks fans kind of were like quote tweeting and were like, okay, JSN probably was upset that he didn't get the ball more in an offense where you're playing with two Pro Bowl didn't wide play, receivers. Play enough in the beginning. Well, he didn't play a lot in the beginning, but I feel like that was almost like yeah. a he wanted to be in the offense sooner. And I agree. You're play, you're playing with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Like they're gonna get the football. And I think he may, maybe there was a little bit of he thought he should have got the ball a little bit more. Yeah, and I get from it. that. So I get it, but just that was a moment oh, yeah. where I was like, ooh, not great. Because I like Waldron. I think he could be a good fit for them there. Uh, New York Jets. Your New York Jets. Taking J.C. Latham yeah. with Olu Fashanu still on the board. Again, I have not read this whole mock, so we are going through this in real time. What do you think about Latham over Olu? It just feels like Becton and Werps all over again. I hate to say it, but 2020, the Jets were picking, I think, 11th. Mm-hmm. They take Mekhi Becton instead of Tristan Werps. Because of the size? Because of the size. Because obviously J.C. Latham. J.C. Latham's 360. A big just, boy. He is a big boy. I, it's just... This are is such gonna, a hard sell gonna, for me. Are they going to make that mistake again? I feel like they won't. I, I pray that they don't. <laughs> hey, no, we're not we're not saying that J.C. JC Latham is for sure going to be Makai Becton. But no, 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 no. That's not fair to J.C. Latham. Yeah, yeah. Although I I like I think I liked Becton better than I liked Latham or Burt pretty similar, like more towards I the was, end around one. Pro- I was probably similar, but now that that has not worked, and I think the reason why it hasn't worked is a health perspective, right? I mean, like, the guy can't stay on the field. The guy's not been able to progress. And then he and, wasn't able to develop because he wasn't on the field. Right, right. So it's, it's, it is tough when you get these supersized players, right? Tavondre Sweat's kind of the same way. People talk about Tavondre Sweat as a first-round caliber player, and yep. maybe he does go in the first round, but when I look at Tavondre Sweat, it's like, yeah, you get good flashes of him, but is this a three-down player? You play like he's more push, than seven snaps a dude, game. He's playing. He's pushing 380, and people yeah. go, oh, he's Jordan Davis. It's I like, think, Jordan I, Davis is a crazy athlete for his bigger. size, man. Oh, you think? I think he's bigger. He's four four bills. Well, hopefully, four he's Benjamins? got time for the comment. He he four could, Benjamins. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. The, not weighing at Senior Bowl was Gl- glaringly wild. Yeah. Back he, to this pick. Yeah. I think it's more not. It's not about Latham. What is going on with Olu Fashanu right now? I feel I like love teams this player. don't trust him taking on power. It's a grown Man. person's game. Isn't he twenty one? I mean, he's, he's going to get stronger. I think he's 21. I think he's, he's a 21. two-year starter. And he's 21. I think we are. But, okay, well, hold on, though. Well, hold on, though. you got to think about where he's coming from, too. Penn State's got one of the best strength and conditioning programs in the country. They do. But this dude was playing basketball till when? He's probably playing basketball now. I don't probably. know. Probably. 9 a.m. He was not a football lifer. Yeah. 
I, I just think there's a lot of context missing with Fashanu. I'd, I'd be crushed. You know me. I like Latham. Yeah. I'd still take. I'd still take Olu. The over Jets Latham. need a left tackle. They also need a right tackle. <laughs> but we also we need a house. <laughs> we need a roof. <laughs> We're we starving need, over we here. We need everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to get to the other picks outside of the top ten. Before we get to that, uh, speaking of, have, uh, of, of, a, of a house and a roof, if you got a family out there, you got to get term and life insurance to protect them. One of the smartest financial decisions that you can make and start of the new year, it's the perfect time to get it done. So you can focus on whatever else the year has in store for you. Fabric was designed by parents for parents to get you high-quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policies in less than 10 minutes. they got flexible policies that are fit your family's budget, with quality policies like million dollar coverage for less than a dollar a day. You can get your personalized quote in just minutes and then apply whenever it is convenient for you. All online and to your schedule, you go from start to covered in less than 10 minutes with no health exam required. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply today in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash stock exchange. That is meetfabric.com slash stock exchange. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Well, Steve was reading that ad on the PFF show, and I almost said at the end of it, I was like, if you go to meatfabric.com, yes. it just kicks you to the stock exchange link. Yes. It just takes you to the stock exchange channel, which uh, we actually still need we're to We're probably a little different than Sam and Steve when it comes to <laughs> horsing around. <laughs> just my when guess. It, I wouldn't know. <laughs> just my guess. When it comes to meat fabric yeah. references. Meat umbrella. Meat. Dude, I had, wi- all right, so I had wings today. I did the meat umbrella. You did the meat umbrella at the bounty station. I'm not going to lie. Not tuning my own horn here or anything. I'm getting pretty good at the technique. Really? I mean, we're almost getting, like, all the meats off of it. Juice is worth the squeeze? It's, yes. Okay. Yes. I might adopt it. I might. We At the combine, if I get wings, I'm going to do a YouTube short that we're going to put on the channel and just, like, behold the meat umbrella. How to meat umbrella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a new content lane for us. It could go off. I mean, it'll be by far the most viewed thing that we ever have on the channel because the rest of it's nonsense. I would nonsense, think so. But. And then everybody, you just see everybody here lining yeah. up for the wings doing the meat umbrella. Yeah. And then people mass unsubscribe from the podcast because they don't need anything else, right? And our, give, power, our power goes we've out. We've given them we, everything. We can't afford Christmas <laughs> gifts anymore. We just have to make mock drafts every three hours of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota Vikings are at 11. He's got Jared Verks going to the Vikings. So Sweet. defensive end, a big need for them. Heavy-handed, five technique, three-four defensive end. I love that Verse is consistently getting that top fifteen love because I think he deserves it. I think so too. I think this was an easy one. Yep, yep. I think that, you know, people do look at corner for this team, and we see some corner picks for Minnesota. I have a hard time believing they're not going to take defensive line or quarterback at number eleven. Yeah, I have a really hard time. That's Especially my lean as well. given the investments that they've made in the secondary, it's almost like you just kind of got to wait for those guys. Not that it's complete or anything, but I think it's going to be defensive line or quarterback. Here they go, Jared Verse in the defensive line. Denver Broncos, national championship quarterback, got to give him his respect, right. J.J. McCarthy as QB4 off the board to the Broncos. We always are like, what? what is Sean Payton going to do at 12? He's going to take a quarterback. Here he has him going McCarthy. I, I agree. I don't know if it'll be McCarthy. I think that all three McCarthy, Penix, and Knicks are in play. Man. But I, I think Sean Payton's going to take a quarterback. I've heard a lot of rumblings behind the scene that they are just – fully immersed in scouting this class. They have to be. Yeah. They told Russell Wilson to hit the Get bricks. Lost. Yeah. Yeah. Kick rocks. Jump. Just jump. <laughs> I heard that was the direct quote. Yeah, they you gotta throw the chump in there. Yeah. You have to. Whenever There's you no like other. pause after saying something a little rude and then say chump, it takes him from a four to an eleven. <laughs> like 
Move aside. Sarcastically calling somebody like sport. You know, like oh, that's man. another one, the demoralizing. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, what'd you call me? You, yeah. gotta, you like have to bow up yeah. after that. Big man. Like, oh, you call me yeah. chump? Yeah, yeah. Big, man. Big, yeah man, big, big man. Big man, depending Cole, on the voice watch tone. out, big man. It's like, yeah. what? It's like, dude, take it easy. Uh, McCarthy at 12, I mean, we're, we're, hold on. We're, I mean, we're... We're 6'4", 240, though, right. so... We Our chairs are so low here. We can't be bow... Yeah, yes. I mean, this is, like, Just many so feet room, down in the ground. The yeah, people works. don't realize what's going on behind the scenes. So Lance, Lance says in here. his blurb, NFL evaluators described McCarthy's processing as, quote, elite Man. in my conversations with him. I don't think he plays like that. I didn't think Maybe on a board. I, I have never sat with J.J. McCarthy. I don't think that he... I, I'm not very gonna, smart. I'm not going to sit here and say that he doesn't have a high football IQ. No. He's obviously like a football lifer. Jim Harbaugh absolutely loves him and trusts him with a lot of stuff. But like the getting to progressions, feeling the pressure, we've talked about that. That is still a work in progress right. to me. It was better this year, but that is still a work in progress to me. But I guess if you have faith in his football IQ, you have faith that that's going to get better as well. I think I walk away from that pick with two thoughts. McCarthy is going in the first round of this draft, as we've kind of been hinting at for a while. Yeah. Denver's taking a quarterback. It'll see how that all takes shape at the end. No quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders at 13. It's Byron Murphy II, the interior defensive lineman from Texas. He has DT1 off the board. Uh, I mean, they definitely need interior defensive tackle. Yeah. So this one does make sense. Yeah. I, I would kind of like Newton there a little bit better because of his power profile, but mm-hmm. the thought of Murphy and Max Crosby rushing together against the quarterbacks in this division is enticing. Yeah, I mean, Murphy strong in his own right but is a little bit lighter than newton is he's more so. of a gap shooter to me it's, he does yeah i mean he is a lot which of that. hey collagen can was that and it was awesome i know man i think people are going to look at murphy and they're going to be like this is a little bit of a bigger it, it's it's collagen feel but you don't have as much size yeah, concern. small right position Correct. it was a total outlier he was that. like he was like six what was it, six foot flat 280. Yeah. And I think I think Byron's going to be like 6162290. I don't want to like totally wonder what Michael Bennett was. That's the kind of player I feel like Murphy I think Michael, can, I think Michael Bennett was bigger. He might have been bigger. Wasn't he? We'll yeah. load. Hold on. Murphy's we, listed 308. I, that would surprise Texas me. Texas listed him at 308. Whoa, I thought he was like mid-200s. I mean, he just looks so athletic. If he shows up to the combine and he's like even like 300 flat, then we're good to go. Probably here. where he's going to be. We're, then, we're, then we're good to go. Test here. off the charts. Yeah. Former then, Feldman freak list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he... Oh, I want to see him bench. He's not going to do it, though. Nobody benches anymore. I know. Nobody benches anymore. They just do it at the pro day. Byron Murphy, if you're out there and you're watching... We're rooting for you to bench. Bench. We'll spot you. We'll spot you. We'll no, literally spot right, you one of us will do. You, you can spot him, and I'll and I'll do. You'll do the lockout. Yep. Lockout. You count the reps. Warning. Lockout. Good rep. Good, good rep. <laughs> it's one favorite, more. It's my favorite one part more. of the combine. One is, more. is doing the show, and he's yelling in the background, yep. just like yep. yeah, the guy's just like he, one more. We actually request him as a guest. Do you remember when Damian Pierce did it the other year? Yes. And he he like he almost failed it, and the guy almost took it from him. He's like, "Don't take that bitch." Yeah. And then, and then he did. And then yeah. He did that's when Pierce was he was a real one. That's when you knew. Yeah. yeah. That's when you knew he was going to be an NFL star. Um, Latu Latu for the New Orleans Saints. And I like 14. this fit a lot. It, this is now becoming like a classic fit. Yes. This is a classic fit. Yeah. Here. Very uh, PB and J in the draft. It, like, oh yeah. yes. Yeah. They need you. So. It does not seem like they're moving on from Derek Carr. I think the quarterback conversation for this draft is you got to put it to rest. Yeah. Um, and I think that, I think edge rusher is I think it's edge rusher offensive tackle, which Olu was on the board at this yeah, point. This is this is getting I, so we and you, me and you have not read this yet, so we don't know when he's going. No. 
Uh, we'll obviously cover if, it heavily when we get there. Maybe he doesn't go. If he doesn't go in the first round, we'll call, we'll call Lance on the phone. Yes. We'll get him on the phone. And he'll say, We'll make him this? answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> You've my not number, texted and my number me. will already be blocked. Yeah. <laughs> so then you'll have to call him. Yes. No, we love Law too. Um, Speaking of PB and J picks, how about 15? Yeah, Colts, Brock Bowers. I mean, it, it's to me, it's either it's either Brock Bowers or Quinion Mitchell. Yeah. Like, like if you are oh, a Quinion is so their corn. Yes. That's why if you are a like draft specific player team kind of betting, if you can get that anywhere right now. Brock Bowers or Quinion Mitchell, I think one of them is going to be available for him. Yeah, they'll so. do the markets usually where position group, so it could be like Colts to take a DB and it could be plus 200 or whatever. Colts to take a tight end, you could bet on that yes. usually when those markets open. They're yeah. not, they're never open this early, but I think they're very predictable. I just need to say this, and I'm not saying this is a victory lap. I'm saying this is a we tried to warn people. There is a picture going around social media of Brock Bowers when he was at Super Bowl Media Day oh. yesterday, and he's standing next to Rob Gronkowski. And Brock Bowers looks like looks like he could be a podcaster. Right. I mean, he is he's, small. The picture, though, doesn't do it. Like it's, he, he it's popped over on Sims, and I was on our set next to him, and he's he's jacked. Like he's built. no, 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 he's no. Strong. I, I, no, I think he's a dense dude. Like yeah. I th- he yes. looks like clearly when he blocks at his size, right. it looks like it hurts. And yards after catch, he's got great contact balance. All this, stuff. I'm not taking anything that away from him. But even going back to the summer, summer scouting, you and I brought this up on the show. Georgia's got him listed. We think he's an all-world tight end because he is. He's a great talent. Yep. He's an offensive weapon. Georgia's got him listed at six foot four, two hundred forty pounds. Yeah. Schools lie in the wrong direction. I it's bet two thirty. I bet he shows up close to two forty because so he has to. Yeah. But I bet he played a little bit below two forty, so and I bet he's six foot three. All of those percentiles would be very much below fiftieth percentile for a tight end. You're absolutely NFL. right. And maybe that's how he falls to 15. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Not that he's not going to be a good NFL player. Oh, no. But you got to think about that when you draft him and how you project how he's going to be used. Seattle Seahawks, they go, uh, Lance has them going Dallas Turner, the edge rusher from Alabama. Um, I like his explanation. His explanation, quote, I would love to give the Seahawks a tackle guard with good toughness and above average run blocking ability in Troy now, but I can't see them passing on a pass rushing talent like Turner here. I, could, fair. I I think that's totally fair. If Turner makes it 16, I think he would be higher on their board than, I, uh, than Fontenot. I like the steps those Seattle's young pass rushers took this year. Boye Mafe had a nice year. Me too, but, but I still th- think Turner, Turner's different. Turner has the path to be Turner's edge one. different. That's why. Yeah. It's, it's a talent pick here at 16. Yep. Jacksonville Jaguars, Quinion Mitchell. This is where Quinion goes off the board. DB secondary is a need uh, opposite where... Um, Tyson Campbell is so being able to play that outside spot. Those are man, that's two lockdown corners. You got Andre Cisco in the back as well. This would be man another corner like that. You've got a lot of really talented young pieces on that defense. That's basically this is basically it. A lot of the rest of your picks are yeah. going to be dedicated to offense. So I mean, yeah, it sounds like you like this one. No argument for me. You have two physical outside cornerbacks. You bring back Josh Allen on a contract extension. There's some real pillars on this defense so here we go this is so lance if you're watching we don't have to give you a call here because uh olu Vashano going 18 to the cincinnati Bengals. so this Man. is where the olu slide stops it's still in the top 20 um but he says that fashano has got good size and length plenty of upside but he still has work to do to reach his potential i think that he's obviously talking about the run blocking ability going up against more power rushers we saw him struggle with that against jack sawyer and jt tui Maloa from ohio state and so him sliding all the way to 18 i think it's a shock kind of for us but what do you think about the fit here with the Bengals? if it happens? i mean you never rule out draft slides because there's information we just don't have 
Yeah. Uh, Fashanu. So Jonah Williams is set to hit free agency. He was their right tackle this right year. Right tackle, right. So in this scenario, I'm assuming Orlando Brown stays on the left side and Fashanu moves to the right. They're not getting, I mean, you paid Orlando Brown to play left tackle for I don't him, like so. that. I'm not moving Fashanu to the right side. He's a two-year starter on the left side. Can't wipe his butt with his opposite hand? No. I, you know what it is? The Bengals, that you have to make this pick here. You need offensive line help still. He's amazing. The talent's worth it. He's a top 10 player to me. Yeah. I, it's just, man, it's just tough. It's really tough. I still think. Curious how far Mims is after this. Right. Like, was Mims in this conversation for 18? Which probably we, not. We've liked that. Probably not over Fashanu. No. Right. With Fashanu, well, who's still on the board. But exactly, because he gets to play that right tackle. So. And, you know, you have some nasty run blockers there in Cincinnati, so you can kind of deal with Fashanu's shortcomings in that area, maybe. Yeah. That's a thought there, but you're getting Probably. a pretty good pass protector. Uh, no, you're getting, I think, a, a very, uh, a, a very good as high ceiling, yeah. yeah, pass rusher, pass protector for sure. Los Angeles Rams at 19, Nate Wiggins, the corner from Clemson. So, you know, I was talking with um, people the other day about, you know, what do the Rams do? Really good year this past year. Yeah. A lot of young guys played really well. Kobe Turner, your boy, Byron Murphy, or sorry, Byron Young, obviously Puka Nakua, oh you know, Kyron Williams, he's not a rookie, but playing really Steve Avila, obviously yeah. in that starting lineup too. So a lot of young guys getting a lot of big, big playing time, but I still lean towards those premium positions. Whoever you like the most at offensive tackle, pass rusher, or outside corner, 100%. whoever's highest on your board, I feel like that's the way you got to go. 100%. You and I are really high on Nate Wiggins, just the length. Uh, he's somebody that can play physical. He's got great straight line speed. Yes. Yeah, this one, for the Rams at 19 here, it was kind of Wiggins or the guy that goes next off the board, Amarius Mims of the Steelers. Yeah, so here it is. The Steelers taking Amarius Mims. The Georgia offensive tackle connection continues. You got Broderick Jones on the left. You got Amarius Mims on the right, just like it was when they won that national championship two years ago. So, look, I, I think that this is certainly within the realm of possibility as well. They need interior offensive line, and they need corner. So whether it's tackle, whether it's a guy like Troy Fontenau or or maybe a Jackson Powers Johnson or whoever they like at outside corner. That's where I would go. So no arguments here for me no, with the Mary Smans. Graham Barton going to the Dolphins at right. 21. I like it. So I like what Lance says here too. Barton is one of the safest linemen in the draft, offering great body control, legitimate multi-position flexibility. He's got, or he has the talent to step in as a starting guard or center on day one. I agree, Miami man. needs that. Miami, yes. they desperately need to beef up or fix that interior. Well, not fix. They're going to lose some guys in free agency, possibly. They're dealing with some injuries on the interior. Barton's flexibility to move across those three spots is phenomenal. So I wonder, I wonder what they think of Tyler Guyton at this point because, dude, I mean, Teron Armstead's health, I mean, he's getting beat up every year. Yeah, every he year. He could legitimately – retire this year he could retire next year right, like he's just gotten through it and so if if guyton is high on their board at all i feel like he would be the pick over barton but let's say they don't love guyton if they think it's more of a long-term project kind of a thing they they are the dolphins are clearly in a winning window and this is a guy that like lance said plug and play type of interior yeah. offense well, back to your point how about fat now in that spot then yes because he could start for you at guard and maybe be your long-term tackle yep philadelphia eagles at 22 he has him going Kool-Aid McKinstry, the cornerback they from Alabama. so badly. So this is obviously where the corner run is, is happening. We've got Terrion's off the board. Quinn Mitchell's off the board. Um, who just went? Nate Wiggins just went, and now Kool-Aid is going. No Cooper so, DeGene yet. No Cooper DeGene yet. Slander, Lance. Slander. We're going to have to talk about this at the Combine. So, anyways. Now, Philadelphia Eagles, major need in the secondary. This McKinstry's great in press. He's physical. When we did our mock draft, our post-senior bowl mock draft, uh, one of the 
big responses that we got was like Eagles fans, and they were like, we like Tyler Guyton, but who's playing? Like, who's can he play corner? corner? And yeah. it's like, well, I mean, I, he, he might be able to. Like, for yeah. offensive tackles that have the chance to play corner, he actually might. But yeah, no. He has the best chance. I understand their criticism, and here they get a corner. So I think that the Eagles fans yeah. will obviously be happy about that one. Chop Robinson does get in the first round. 23 overall to the Houston Texans. He mentions that with Jonathan Grenard set to hit free agency, him and Will, him on one side, Will Anderson Jr. on the other, if they don't bring back John Grenard. Rushers. Yeah, but high high ceiling rushers yes high ceiling rushers Will, for sure good technique speed to power chop coming out you know all athleticism all athleticism which does worry me we've talked about it on the show but if you lose grenard edge is a need 100 percent. and so. you know lance obviously super plugged into the houston area correct maybe they're gonna let grenard test free agency if that's the case then 23 in D'Amico ryan's defense has to be pass rusher in my opinion yeah. No, that's I think it's, that's the Lance connection. What happens if they lose Grenard? I think that that's all into that as well. So you're right. You're right. I think that's something that they've got to fill immediately. Cowboys. I like this pick. It's this is awesome a good one, one, right? This is where Troy Font now comes off the board. The offensive tackle for Washington, who we believe is going to be a guard or center at the next level. Really, really good football player. Um, Tyler Smith is playing left guard for them now. Right. Playing it well, I will add, but with um, did I say that right? Tyler Smith is playing left guard. Yeah. Tyron Smith, their left tackle, who, who knows how much longer. He's a free agent. He's a free agent. Who knows yep. how much longer he's going to play anyways. And so you could kick Tyler Smith out to left tackle because he played there at Tulsa. Uh, you could move Troy Fontenelle right into left guard if you wanted to. So I do like that part of this pick. Fontenelle just fits the Cowboys' identity. You know, they want to be a team that can crop tops. run the hell out of the football. Crop, tops. crop top. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tough, nasty. You can move. You can play multiple positions on the offensive line. At 24 almost feels like almost the furthest he can go when you look at the Miamis and the Seahawks in front of him. Yeah. Fontenelle is really highly regarded. And, and the Steelers, too. And the Steelers. Right? I mean, he's really highly regarded. And the Bengals. I mean, yeah, like you look at Seattle. Jacksonville. Bengals need more of a tackle, so right. I get it if he's not as high on their board. But, like, Steelers, Dolphins, um, I don't think the Texans, because they played a little bit better than we thought they were, and they've invested some of the interior yep. offensive line. But then you mentioned Cowboys. Yeah, I think that it probably is his floor. So, here he reaches at 24. Bay. But 25, Green Bay Packers. And there he goes. They go Tyler Guy yeah. here. What do you think about this one? I think it makes sense when you look at – obviously, Cooper DeGene's our favorite pick in this spot. Mm-hmm. But just speaking to the direction Lance went in with Guyton, Guyton's loaded up with traits. He's got some of the best traits of the tackles in this class. Yeah. He's got really good feet. Super he competitive. To, he dude. needs to play super, super competitive. Green Bay is excellent at developing raw offensive linemen. So he is their type, especially from a measurables perspective. Yeah. I wonder if there are if they feel like they're all right at tackle anyways. They're, they got surprising performances from a lot of different players in that regard. I think their offensive line played better without Bakhtiari than people believe. Right. So I, and they could also go back to that well on day two if they want. Right. I really just love the Cooper DeGene fit to this team. I do too, man. I think that that would be an excellent choice for them. But I, we'll see. I think we'll probably learn a little bit more about what the Packers might do once free agency kind of rolls around. You know, John Runyon's a free agent. I know he's right. more of an interior offensive line so, guy, but does that mean there's going to be some shake up there? So, um, I, yeah, I'm Tyler Guyton, good player. Uh, wonder if he ends up going 25 when it's all said and done. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Ennis Rakestraw Jr., the corner from Missouri. 
outside. He mentions you know, Bucks head coach Todd Bowles loves to create havoc up front, stay tight outside. Rake Straw absolutely fits that. I agree. He can play that off coverage style. You let him keep everything in front of you. He's great at triggering downhill. He'll, uh, he is a willing run defender. He's not quite a Cooper DeGene against the run, but he is such a good willing run defender. And I think when you looked at how inconsistent uh, Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean were last year, it's hard to think like, oh yeah, we're good to go. Right. Like, wow, we're right. good to go. We're, we're good. We don't need we don't need any kind of insurance there. And so I feel like this is a possibility for them. So what have we seen since pick six? A constant run on O line and corner. Constant run. Yeah. On O line and corner. I wonder how many picks since six to twenty six have been those positions. Well, let's let's do that right From now. Six so, to twenty six. So you, oh, let's go. Okay. All right. One, two, three, three. four. Uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven. Miss, and you miss one. Did I miss one? Yeah, I think it's twelve. Okay, From twelve. Six to twenty-six. Twelve O linemen and corners. Half the picks. Yeah. And that's a sweet spot, man. Right? I think that's a sweet spot. I do think that's a sweet spot there. So, um, Bucks going to Anders Rickshaw Jr. I think that that's well within the realm of possibility to happen. Twenty-seven Arizona Cardinals. O line again. Jackson Powers Johnson. This is where JPJ comes off the board. Man, what a rise for him. I mean, he looked great in Mobile. Yeah. Everybody loves that 330-pound build on the interior of the offensive line. He yeah. moves well. He's tough as hell. You can't move him backwards. Uh, Arizona, I know some of their fans didn't like when we had Graham Barton going to them, mm -hmm. the idea of an interior offensive line pick. Maybe they'll like this player better. Yeah. I, I look at Arizona's line, though, and – I, I would still beef up that line. And he's one of the safer players in the draft, maybe, Powers yeah. Johnson. So, talent-wise, I would agree. I did talk to some people this week who were like, he might have some injury stuff. That's the not safe part. You're that right. That might get flagged at the combine. Yes. So, and Lance highlights he had a nagging hamstring in Mobile. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I just wonder if, because I, we, we, I heard a little bit of that this week. And so, JPJ... Him and Quinion Mitchell were the biggest risers yep. within the first round since Mobile. I wonder if this changes a little bit and we start to cool on him if the combine comes around and something gets flagged and it gets it gets publicized. Crunk off the senior ball? If he <laughs> <laughs> I got to pitch that to Jim Nagy next year. Crunk off the senior Hear me out. Hey, sure. the, hey, the, the shirts. The, or the hats. The, you know that players get hats? Yes. Crunk off the senior ball. The crunk starts in Mobile? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Imagine he's just like, yeah, he'll go for that for sure. <laughs> Please don't show up next year. <laughs> Buffalo Bills at 28. No did, credential for you. Did they do the right thing? They did. Lance yeah. Housem going with a wide receiver. It's Brian Thomas Jr. Dynamite I was just pick. on with um, Buffalo radio station this morning, and they, you know, they, they were like, oh, you know, if it's not wide receiver, then then it's wrong, essentially. And obviously they're joking around, but Respect. they know that they're going to lose Gabe Davis in free agency. Right. He is most likely out of there, and, and they've got to get somebody – to be a compliment with Stephon Diggs, because like we've said for a couple of these teams, their winning window is still open. Now, it's kind of towards the tail end, but that just means that you maybe have to hit the gas a little bit harder. So you love Brian Thomas Jr. Getting him at 28 feels like a feels like a big uh, steal for you. I think he's a top 20 player. I think if you liked the idea of Jalen Hyatt's speed last year, this is a bigger, stronger, more polished kind of guy in that regard. He's an acrobat. He get high point. He's got easy gas to win over the top. Him and Josh Allen, I mean, there's a chance he could have the best rookie wide receiver season in this scenario playing yeah. with Josh Allen. Yeah. I I think that it would be a fantastic combo putting him 
in that offense. And you mentioned the big arm that we saw with Jaden Daniels this past year and how willing he was to attack deep down the field, the rise that was Brian Thomas Jr. because of that. That's the role that I think Khalil Shakir can be that underneath guy. Yes. I think that Dalton Kincaid is evolving to that as well. They have Dawson Knox too. Stephon Diggs is kind of a do-it-all player for right. them, but they need that vertical threat, and I think that that can um, that, that could be Brian Thomas Jr., no question about it. Uh, i got to talk about our friends over at DraftKings. we got a couple of picks left here in this mock draft. The leader in fantasy sports, they just dropped a brand-new fantasy app. It's called Pick 6. Pick 6 is the newest way for you to get in on the fantasy football game with... DraftKings. You just pick between two and six NFL players, choose if they're going to have more or less of a stat. Very, very simple. For example, will a player have more or less than 100 rushing yards? Will a player have more than more or less than one touchdown? You track your lineup. You compete against other people for a shot at huge cash prizes. You download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Sign up with the promo PFF. That is promo code PFF. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. If you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick 6. Void where prohibited. See terms and pick 6.com at draftkings.com. So this one, speaking of Senior Bowl risers, See this one? Detroit Lions? I did. We're getting Darius Robinson in the he, first round. He Defensive fly- lineman from he Missouri. flying. So, I don't know if I love him in the first round for even most teams. Right. I don't mind it for Detroit. Because you have Aiden it's on the need. other side. Yes. You need another edge rusher. you got to lean McNeil in the middle. Right. He, he, you're, like, he's going to be able to play that heavy hand five tech four three dude who can switch in and out you know they're gonna love him you know this regime's gonna love this dude because of the power profile that he has as an edge player who used to be an interior defensive lineman if it's gonna happen in the first round this is at least a pick where i'd go okay all right i don't hate this landing spot totally agree with you i think they would love his ability to play up and down the line because it allows you to move a lot of people around. You can ask a lot of this guy. He can hold the interior. He can rush off the edge. You're 100% right, Trevor. It's Will Darius Robinson be a top 30 player in this draft for either of us? I would be really shocked. Yes, I would Is be shocked. him going to the Lions a really good fit and make sense? I think so. Yep. Yeah, and, and sometimes that's what it's about, right? I mean, Maybe the Lions can flip out of this spot, let a team get that fifth-year option quarterback with this pick, and still get Darius Robinson with more draft assets. Well, I mean, that's a great transition because we mentioned at the top of the draft, we can't see the Patriots going into next year with Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi. Well, they don't here even in this mock draft. They got Marvin Harrison Jr. at number three, and now Lance has the New England Patriots trading back up into the first round to get that fifth-year option on... Bo Nix. For a guy that looks like Mac Jones and Billy Zappi put together. Oh, man. Come on. (laughs) Don't do that to me. No, I mean, listen, they didn't take their quarterback in the top five of the draft, which is a little shocking, but he still gets an answer for them in the first round, right? And I think New England, we don't know a lot about life after Bill. But this is a scenario I wouldn't entirely rule out. The entire staff is the same, so I feel like yeah. it's going to be the same, just right. without this Bill. This would be a very Bill strategy. Did you see, his, I believe it's his youngest son who coaches safeties. Like, they retained him. They did keep him. Yeah. Steve is with Washington now. In a wicked 
promo. Did you see the picture? <laughs> the wrestling promo? Oh my the God. backyard wrestling promo? I would I would I would sign my letter of intent. I'd put on the Washington hat immediately. It looks like he's about to defend the Intercontinental Championship yes. at some backyard wrestling at some sports bar in your local hometown. Like WCW yes. more than WWE. Like they're lighting the ring yeah. in the parking lot with car headlights. Like yes. that's what we're talking about here. This is the caliber of a wrestling promo that we just put together for Steve Belichick. Everybody watching probably realizes right now there's like a ton of cameras and media people here and yeah they are here for the nfl stock exchange yes, right yes. now they're, they're obviously all here I, for that yes all of the other interviews that they are doing they're killing time because they know that we're like we're, we're doing the episode now we told everybody like hey we're not available Just, at this yeah, time give so us a little go do the other yeah. you know pointless interview we're kidding it's yeah. not pointless interviews, but um so okay we get bo Nix here to the new england patriots number 30 a little trade up kansas city chiefs at 31 Wow. Roman, wow. Roman Wilson. Round one. Round one. This idiot one. did some, I think it was with the Jets. I did a team media where I called him like my my favorite fourth round player. <laughs> when? It when was, did you do this? It was before his big senior, senior bowl. bowl. Okay. It was Jeez. at senior bowl. But God, if it was after the senior bowl, I would have no, been like, buddy, you got to hit me up. You, you tape it. I think it was after one practice. So he had a good day. He did have a good but day. But then the second day, he was so good, he didn't need to show up for day three. I think... <laughs> So everybody's like, of course they don't release that till later, and everybody's just tweeting at me. Roman Wilson's not going in the fourth round, like dipshit. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, I, I'll take the L. Well, sure now. Now yeah. he's 31 to the Chiefs. They're Troy Franklin, Devontae Walker, Ad Mitchell, Xavier Worthy, Lad, Lad, Ricky Pearsall, Ricky Pearsall. No, look, I, I think that Slick Rick Pearsall. <laughs> Slick Rick. Respect Slick um, Rick. <laughs> All right, so, look, I don't think that Roman goes in the first round. I don't either. However, it feels like it, top 50 absolutely in play for this it guy. It does. He's got legit tra track background speed. Um, his mom was a former track sprinter. He's got 4-3 speed that he's run wow. before. 4-3s. He, yeah. he has been on the receiving end of a lot of Michigan's vertical passes over the last couple of years, this year especially. But I think what teams love about him he played for that Jim Har Pro Harbaugh program, and he blocks his ass off, man. He's smaller, He's but pound for pound, he is tough. He had a couple of really nice contested catches this year that he put out there on film. And so I think teams are going to love Roman Wilson for everything that he brings to the table. So seeing him at 31, man, I, that's that's the highest that I've seen Roman Wilson yet. But I don't think it's total, totally shocking because I think that he is going to be a second-round pick somewhere at worst. So. Do, you, do you think how the league missed on a Monroe St. Brown? Yes. They kind of correct themselves, right? Yes, no, right? We, no w this is a really great point by you. We are, we are at the point where Roman Wilson, Ricky Pearsall, Malik Washington, Taj yeah. Washington, like uh, um, who, who, another small receiver that I just forgot in this class, Lab McConkey, like the, the NFL, if you can get open, they're going to draft you. Right. And, and I think we're going to see it in this class. I think we're going to see 100%. it. 100%. And so that's why I think you see a little bit of a bump here because you mentioned Amon Ross St. Brown. He's a big case for this. What Tank Dell was able to do before oh, he got yeah, hurt last year. You know, it's, so it's like Jane that. Jane Reed? Jane Reed, right. A little bit smaller of a dude having yeah. a lot of success in Green Bay. So I think that there is there is evidence mounting that you don't have to be. It, it is a big person's league. It always will be. But you don't have yeah. to be. If you get open and you catch the football, great. We're going to draft you. Last pick of the draft. I'm, uh, I'm glad that Lance made this because I think it's a good conversation starter. San Francisco 49ers, they don't go offensive line. They do go tight end. So I don't think it's George Kittle replacement or anything. But an X-factor type of a player in that offense, it's Texas tight end Jatavian Sanders. 
I'm not taking Jatavian Sanders over Brock Bowers, but I recently did the tight end position for the first iteration of the draft guy that's going to come out, and Jatavian's probably going to be a top 50 player for me. He's really good. He's he's he, very very talented. Straight line speed, ball skills. Dude, I don't even I don't even think just straight line speed. Like when he Lateral puts his dude, when, this guy can run routes, right. man. At his size too. Look at the offense he was in. There was so many pieces of the pie being cut up you know you yes had, you had yes yes ad mitchell worthy whittington yes and then uh jonathan they, brooks was a big part of that offense yep just in terms of volume and he yep. got hurt yep i mean it's not like sanders was just getting all these layup targets it was a there lot were layup targets around. to have no right. so he's a projection guy where it's like yeah it's probably gonna be better at the next level agreed and i that's what i saw in his tape man the movement skills for him at his size he's a former five-star recruit and look recruiting stars aren't always the tell-all but generally if you're a five-star recruit you're a great athlete. you're an athlete great you athlete. are good of an athlete enough to be hit to have that label and jatavian sanders absolutely is so there we go that is lance zerline's mock draft over at uh, nfl.com Go check it out. Click on it. Support Lance. He's, like we said, one of the best guys in the business. Yep. A good friend, a uh, friend of the podcast. And so, um, yeah, we would love to hear what you guys thought of this mock draft, of our reactions here, maybe some changes that we said that we were going to make. Best way to do that, of course, hitting us up in the comments section, youtube.com backslash at NFL Stock Exchange. We are up over 21K followers. Wow. We say this every time. We can't believe it. Y'all are just absolutely the best. We love this community that we are building, whether it's the mock draft episodes, the ranking episode, whatever. Y'all are in the comments, and it's great comments. We see y'all shouting out the show, and we really, really appreciate it, but we also love when people are like, hey, like I would have changed this pick to that because, again, we say this all the time. It's not just our podcast. It's y'all's podcast as well. It's a space for us to all talk about the NFL draft together. That's why we do exercises like this. If you are audio only, you can still hit us up at Tampa Bay Trey, at Connor J. Rogers on X as well as Instagram. Connor, you got anything else before we get out of here? No, we'll figure out what we're going to do next. Yeah, we're, what, do you, what are you doing for the rest of the day? Are they going to make you the Chancellor of Vegas? <laughs> you know, you went to the, the you went to the, the the Golden Knights game. You went to the Sphere. Yeah, no, just dinner tonight. Uh, just, d- just dinner d- and some 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 light gambling. Maybe some light gambling. Maybe I don't I don't play cards. Oh, I only play roulette. Okay, uh, but and I don't play like a lot of roulette. But we'll see. I was a little hot Maybe. on the roulette table. Were you? Time, I'm not gonna lie. Now Where here's was I? now here's the thing. Now here's the thing. It wasn't my money. That's so, amazing. Zach, That's so, the best time Zach, to play roulette. Zach, yes. Zach, Zach Tantillo, who's our head of social at PFF, he was jonesing to get in on roulette. And when we teamed up, like when we like came together and we were like discussing what we needed to do, we had a hot streak. And I will say, I went to bed, and I think he lost it all afterwards. But, you know, when we were a team, it was you, strong. You were the we, horseshoe. We were on a bit of a heater. By the way, the hoopla was for Josh Allen. I'm disappointed we didn't, we didn't ask him what he thinks of Brian Thomas Jr. at 28. Oh, we should have. No, it literally was for Josh Allen. Yeah, I see him, I see him walking you, there. I'm sure he would love if us two idiots were like, he's, hey. He's 6'4", 240. I know. Hey. He would slide in perfectly. He would. He, he would. would just, uh, maybe next time. The third host. The third host. Appreciate everybody watching and listening and following all the covers that we've had here at Super Bowl week. Uh, we that's This is the only episode that we're doing this week. A lot of travel. Sorry, we love you guys, but it's the only yeah, one that we're, we're able trying. to do. Um, yeah, our families are starving, but it's yes. our fault this time. We'll be back. We'll have two episodes for you. <laughs> it kind of feels like it. We'll be back with you next week. We'll give you two really great episodes. Let us know what you want to hear. We're kind of in an in-between yeah. between now and the combine. We've got a little bit of flexibility. If you want us to get back to uh, position rankings, let us know which position that you want to see next. We could do another no notes episode like we were talking about we potentially do doing, no and we would notes, love to yeah. do that. So it could be a Q and A with you guys there. Soon? But yeah, we got to do quarterback soon. We do. We gotta, I think we probably have to do quarterbacks before combine. Probably. Okay. So quarterback episodes coming, but let us know what you want to hear outside of that. I'm Trevor Sikkim. That is Connor Rogers. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening to the NFL Stock Exchange podcast. See you guys next week.